Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is the main event. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man looking for the meat in a Buckeye sandwich. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the Kevin Steen to my El Generico. Ole! It's Greg. What's up, Greg? What up? What the hell is uh, a Buckeye this... sandwich? We'll talk about the promo at some point during the show, but did you see uh, the Motor City Machine Guns mentioned uh, a Motor City sandwich? And peeing the meat in it. Oh. Yeah. So. That was All a. Right, go uh, blue. Uh, eat ass. Uh, last week on the show, we talked about whose ass. And uh, that stands. But either way, uh, we're going to the year 2008 for our second Ring of Honor show we've ever covered here. And this one was pretty good. Uh, you actually, you actually picked a good one. Oh, yeah, how about that? I told you that after two months, pretty much of crap, with like, I think we had like one or two good shows thrown in the last two months. Uh, I, I know for a fact, uh, was the one you picked, uh, Great American Bash 1990. That one was pretty damn good. Uh, ECW, oddly enough, was pretty good. The rest of it, eh, you know, it was it was there, it existed. But I think all of August is pretty damn good. I I, th- I think we got a slate of good shows. I the only one I don't remember if it was good or not was SummerSlam 2014, which is what we're closing the month with. But uh, this one uh, is back in 2008. It was help me, I can't math. 15 years ago. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 15. Oh, years BS! Ago. You picked it because it ended in a five or a zero. Shut up. <laughs> hey, uh, I I tried to switch it up. I did a lot of 94s and 2004s and 2000s and whatever coming up. So. Yeah, then you select this one you... in, I think I wouldn't catch it. Sure. <laughs> good God. But this one had some pretty good matches on it. Storyline and, and production quality wise, it was, you know, what it was. It was a, an indie show. But I don't know. Classic Ring of Honor. I, I like seeing it every Actually... once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oddly enough, I don't have anything from uncle dave this week be it news ratings nothing 
I don't know if he watched the show. Uh, it was a good week, though, huh? Yeah, I mean, there is a match on the show straight out of one of the Japanese companies, so I figured he would have been just Jones in to watch this. But I don't know. I don't have anything from him. So Jerk his little Dave to it. <laughs> good God. Oh, man. Uh, well, I... Uh, in in his honor, is it little Dave, little Matt, or little Nikki. Which one is it? Uh, it well, in his honor, I think we can assume that he gave that match five stars, right? It, yeah, it, sure. it was, yeah, it was only in the Hammerstein Ballroom, though, not in the uh, in the Tokyo Dome. So it didn't get the full seven star treatment. <laughs> but, but we'll talk about <laughs> all the matches. Uh, we have a decent amount of news. There is one story I'm closing the news segment out with that. Uh, well, it's something. I, I, I gotta. I have to read it to you, and you and I can holy oh, crap God. together. Yeah, it's. I already it's am. <laughs> but uh, real quick, I do want to tell everybody about the sponsor of the podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day at the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a subtle and sleek looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MullerBros.com for 15% off. Spring and summer are just around the corner, so you know when you're out golfing and the sun's beating down and you just want to take your shirt off because of the heat? Well, these polos almost feel like you aren't wearing one at all. That's great for beating the heat, because I don't know about you, but even here in the Midwest, our summers get blazing hot. So you don't want to give up your golfing time because it's just a little too warm outside. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at M-A-H-L-E-R-Bros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros golf look good, feel good. Feel good, play good. Now that we're done with that, we're going to get into the first break of the podcast. And on the other end of this, right, huh, we're going to get into the news and notes. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. By God! Somebody's interrupting the main event marks! Sit down, JR. It's just me, 
Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore, take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks now we're back we're back if you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politic free you probably want the same out of your products are you ready to ditch the gimmick copy Coffee Brand Coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. Click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. you have anything to crack today? Uh, oh, hell yeah. That's 4 o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a can of can of whoop ass you're cracking on the whole podcast no it's rockstar zero sugar from the uh from the official store maybe marks podcast dollar tree <laughs> exactly dollar tree go ahead and sponsor us man give us all the free one dollar merchandise you got we'll take it uh, uh excuse that's me. how poor we are we want one dollar merchandise <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, except it, it's not a dollar anymore. Now it's a dollar twenty-five. So you know they That's inflation, true. man. Well, now they got to change the the name of their store. It's no longer Dollar Tree. Oh, of course, yeah, still cheaper than anywhere else. But it's no longer Dollar Tree. Now it's a uh, dollar twenty-five tree or dollar and a quarter. Well, tree. I I always look at it. Well, I mean, uh, first that was stupid. Well, I still do. But now I look at it, I'm like, well, it's still closer to a dollar than two dollars, right? So. Yeah, that's the fine prints. <laughs> Call it uh, close to a dollar tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they've rolled out their five dollar stuff now. So they've oh, they've got two, the... three, four, and five here. There's a couple things. Oh, really? Yeah. Here it's only it's either a buck twenty five or it's five dollars. I so far I haven't seen anything that's in between that I know of, but I don't know. Uh, either way. We have some. Another you know, run their little rackets. Yeah, uh, I remember you telling me about people complaining in line ahead, ahead of you because there was tax, and they don't say it on the tag that you have to factor in tax. <laughs> and then there's an extra little thing for like soda or anything in a bottle, the CRV. I don't know how that works there, but uh, yeah, they call it. Is it ORV tax. there? Uh, I'm not sure. But well, it's yeah. California Redemption value, so 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know of any of that here. Uh, I do know if you get a if you get a pop or something, it's uh, you get a sugar tax on it. So, so that's probably your CRB. Okay. Yeah, it's weird because we don't have taxes on food items in Ohio. All food has no tax whatsoever. I don't think anybody does. Uh, there are some states that still do. I know Pennsylvania does. Uh, but the thing with Pennsylvania is they don't have clothing tax. Yeah, so, I'm gonna load up when we go to WrestleMania 40. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, they can't charge you tax on the clothes there in Pennsylvania. So, hey, that's that's always nice. But, uh, yeah, so they get around it with some things, though, because they still got the sugar tax on certain drinks and crap like that. So I think they're adding that to Berkeley, or they already did. I don't know. I try to avoid that city, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I know New York would only let you get pop at a certain size. Yep. But, so can I buy multiple pops to equal out to the, the big one? <laughs> like, how, how does that work? Trying to be a smart ass here, boy. Yeah. Was it you I was with when that girl tried to get us to buy our cigarettes out there? Uh, it wasn't with me. Okay, that must have been uh, our mutual friend. Wow. Yeah, she comes up to us in the line at uh, Dwayne Reed, which is like Walgreens, I believe, there. And she goes, Hey, can you guys buy me a pack of cigarettes? <laughs> oh, uh, no. She's clearly like a 15 year old kid. And my buddy's like, uh, No, my only phone call is 3,000 miles away, so I can't do anything like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I would wow. never do it anyways, but just right. like, what the hell, dude? <sighs> yeah. The way uh, she asked, too, I'll never forget the way she asked. It was like, just so nonchalant. Like, she does it every day. Hey, you guys want to buy my cigarettes for me? She probably does. Uh, oh. <laughs> and cigarettes cost an arm and a freaking leg out there, man. Either way, uh, time to get into the news and notes, y'all. That is correct. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> We're not quoting Uncle Dave today, but eh, you know, whatever. It it still bears, uh, you know, playing. I will say, speaking of BS, uh, I don't know if you heard of this. Probably not. Uh, I I sure crap didn't. Some guy was arguing with me on our Twitter, saying that Dominic isn't over because there's evidence that they're pumping in booze for him to make it sound like he's over. Okay, I heard of that, and then some guy in the Major Mark podcast group posted a cell phone video that clearly shows them Hades guts when you try to speak. Yeah. He's there. Well, you were at whatever, WrestleMania. Whatever, whatever, yeah, well, yeah, there's that too. But that's not fair because people were popping for that entrance. But, uh, yeah. but like lately, yeah, there's no pipe because he, you can clearly see them. Like, yeah, I think we've had this conversation about the whole piping in Goldberg chant. You can see them like reacting. Right. Yeah. They, they can't. You know, uh, CGI their mouths. Like, come on. I suppose you could, but not during a live broadcast. Yeah, right. Well, he shared an article. He thought this was checkmate because I was like, well, uh, what is your evidence of all this crap? And he My shared told a, me. Well, he shared an, an article from Sports Kita. I'm like, oh, well, then. Oh, well, that's like sharing an article from Kotaku and saying this is the gospel of video games. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, how we have that clip that says, shut the fuck up, Dave. I say, shut the <laughs> f up, Kotaku. <laughs> I don't trust. They're they're they they're say, good but. for like uh, news that's like widespread, but nothing that's like inside. Oh, we have inside knowledge. Grand Theft Auto Six is coming next year. Really? Right. Kotaku, most of it's really? B- well, most of it's either BS or their writers really want to write politics, but they're stuck writing video games and they're mad about it. So they gotta they they gotta you know 
do something with their articles to make themselves seem like respectable reporters. Like you know, to be fair for them, uh, articles about video games are probably a lot less more BS than uh, politics. But you do, you yeah. Know. It's like like dude, stick to politics, man. It's just like the the sports writers that do that. Like stick to sports, man. Like I would be happy not to write about politics every day. You're angry about it. Like whatever. I need the government to hold my hand. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Well, either way, uh, first thing, speaking of uh, entertainment news, though, Freddie Prince Jr., a longtime fan of WWE, joins WWE's creative team. Prince Jr. will now have a behind-the-scenes role contributing to WWE's weekly television and pay-per-view programs. I don't know how long he stuck around. Oh, he's still doing their A&E shows, like hosting them and stuff. I don't know if he's still oh, with really? them or what. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, I know Bruce Pritchard wasn't much help with this because he got fired around this time. So he gone. Is this for having the gun? Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> I still uh, look at that from both angles. I'm like, that's stupid. But then again, you're from Texas, so I'm not surprised. But um, I, and <laughs> normally where I would hit the allegedly, but he said it out of his own mouth on his own yeah, podcast. I heard him. Yeah, heard from his own lips. <laughs> it's not necessarily the fact that he had a gun on him, but the fact that he pulled it out at the office and was just like showing it around. And it's like, come on, man. Again, uh, yeah, he's from Texas. I would expect no less than a gun to be on him. But and this was around the time where he and Stephanie weren't exactly on good terms. So yeah, it, it wasn't. Uh, it, it's like at that point you're just kind of like asking for it, and this was a uh, pretty easy. Like, well, you're gone. And the next thing you know, to, he's in TNA. This one went to TNA, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where he walked A refuge in. for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, now it's AEW, but a uh, certain somebody, uh, spoiler, we record early, certain somebody uh, backstage at, at uh, AEW that had a nice cushy job just got fired for the most random reason. I mean, he should and have been I fired. just saw on Twitter last night that uh, they just hired the zombie princess. Like, I'm guessing he replaced them. Wow. Uh I guess that, I mean, that's not a bad hire. He was backstage at WWE for a while and he's worked backstage at ring of honor. So, I mean, I think he pretty much knows what he's doing for anybody that doesn't know is Jimmy Jacobs, who by the way is on the show. It's funny. Cause I saw the article while watching dynamite last night, someone posted it <laughs> and <laughs> is this another one of them game changers? This might be the closest thing you have to one since like, I don't know, buddy, but dude, yeah, uh, the least they do is give him a job after you know him being on being the elite was uh the catalyst for him getting el buto from wwe yeah it's true it should have been a long time ago in that in that respect but right uh this one it's like wow i forgot it was around this time but wwe superstar brian kendrick is now going under the name the brian kendrick wwe.com oh, but that pissed you off huh <laughs> uh, it's not a college so i'm cool with it uh but yeah, uh, I actually have a Jax figure of him in, in this gimmick. Why? So, I why do like I ask why? So? I don't know. I, I always like Brian Kendrick. I have I actually have two Jax Brian Kendrick figures. One uh, came with Paul London, and they're in the uh, their hooligans outfits. And then the other one is the Brian Kendrick. I thought he had a pretty cool theme song. That man with a plan. You know what I'm talking about? I do know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I, I w- oh you remember um, his bodyguard was Ezekiel Jackson. Yes, I do. <laughs> I forgot how far that fool goes back. The last ever ECW champion. 
take that yeah. rhino. <laughs> <laughs> why has uh, why has another non WWE company? You figured Impact would. Why have they not booked uh, Ezekiel Jackson versus Rhino? Figured they'd get right on that. Like it kind of writes itself. I think they were both in Impact at one point together. They were. I don't know if it together. They were definitely in there at different points. They might have been together. But yeah, um, uh, Ezekiel was Rykon Stevens, which, you know, I forgot about the over. name. <laughs> yeah. I like how, like, I get he needs a name, but like back in the old days, I feel like they're like, oh, he was so and so in another company, or he's from another company. We don't know his name now, or whatever. Now they're just like, oh my God, it's Rykon Stevens. Like, yeah. What was that one that we always laugh about the Ring of Honor did? Who was that? It was Deuce and Domino guy, right? Um, uh, uh, Cliff Compton. Yeah. They act like that was a huge get. Oh, my God. It's Cliff Compton. Oh, my God. Well, uh, Good God. <laughs> I mean, he was a member of the Bullet Club, so, you know, there's that. Yeah, who was <sighs> Yeah, right. Well, now the Bullet Club is like... Uh, I gotta tell Juice you Robinson now. and uh, and uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I think the two dudes uh, from Switchblade Impact. Uh, Switchblade. Oh, yeah. Chris Bay and yes, uh, the um, Ace something. Ace Ace Steel. Ace Steel. Okay. <laughs> Romero. No, God. Oh, <laughs> Romero. <laughs> uh, Is Ace Romero? Romero was no Ace Romero. It was the it was the big dude. How many freaking aces are there? Oh, John Hughes. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, Oh, Ace Austin. Picks Chris Bay. Wow. Ace Austin. Oh, I, I, you... I get that's one of my favorite guys in that company. I forgot. Yeah, I was going to say, I, you you like that guy. He's only 26, by the way. F*** him. Uh, he, you know, he's he's on national TV wrestling. He's got that and... stupid haircut. Yes, always biting a freaking playing card like he's Gambit from the X-Men. Which, I mean, should make me a fan because Gambit was always my favorite X-Men. But, but he's not from Louisiana. I know. Well, yeah, so that's the Bullet Club, and they they teased something with FTR, and it's like, I uh, don't know if that's ever going to happen now, unless you actually well, come to It's going to be the, the Gun Boys. It's gonna, oh, I think that's the AEW one. Yeah, I know. Well, well if they, if, I don't know if they work New Japan, because if they have New Japan contracts, I guess they could be at Forbidden Door, but I don't know. Either well, they've way. done stuff with the impacts in the past, so I guess it's not out of yeah. the realm. Well, speaking of uh, Forbidden Door, WWE has signed former WCW wrestler Norman Smiley. However, he is not coming in as a, as a performer, but rather a wrestling trainer. He will not be working as a trainer for the WWE developmental wrestlers, or he will, rather, be working as a trainer uh, in Florida Damn, like, Wrestling. Well, yeah. He's in NXT. Oh, is he still there? Well, not in if he's training there, but... Yeah. Right. I heard he's really damn good. Multiple people have, I can't name any names right now, but uh, multiple people have. Uh, and yet he's, he's not he's taught really the big wiggle to anybody. I know. Wait, pass that crap down, man. Who's the, I'm blanking on everybody's name today. The, the NXT champion. Hello. Carmelo. Hey. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, t- teach him the big wiggle, man. Bring it to the main roster. No. He's already flirted with the main roster too. Last Friday, as of this recording. Yeah, well, there you go. 
Uh, apparently, WWE plans to release a brand new DVD. Remember when DVDs were brand new? Uh, it's a DVD. On the, <laughs> on the yeah, we're getting to that point now. VHS has died completely. Now what's a DVD? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but it's going to be on the late Eddie Guerrero. Amazon.com has a listing for a future DVD release from WWE entitled Viva La Raza, The Legacy of Eddie Guerrero. I believe I the still D- have that DVD here. I don't have that one. I have his cheating, uh, cheating death, stealing life things, whatever it's called. That might but, be the one I have, actually. Oh, okay. Well, the DVD is scheduled to be released on November 11th, 2008, two days before the third anniversary of his death. Yeah, it sucks. That's kind of cheap. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, but on the other hand, it's like, I mean, it's kind of memorializing his death in a way. I don't know. But yeah, again, WWE's making money off of a his, you know, a, a dead guy. This next, I, I forgot when this was such a huge controversy going around. W- oh, God. WWE, re- <laughs> WWE recently released two packages featuring two old pay-per-view DVDs at... Check out this name at Kmart department stores. <laughs> Remember in Chicago, yeah. you and I went into a Kmart just because we wanted to, because it was there. I think so. Yeah. Or was it, was it Chicago? I know we went it in. It was definitely, somewhere. it was definitely Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. There are no Kmarts anymore. I remember the last time I, uh, one of the last times I went into a Kmart, I was like, man, it's like walking into a time warp. They didn't have air conditioning in the entire building. It was like humid as hell. I'm like, Wow. Okay. Crap was just thrown all over. Like, yeah. You know, eh, whatever. There's no shelf. Throw it here. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> sad, man. Yeah. I know. I remember. I went by up. my local one. It's like right down the street. It's like they, they're tearing it down, putting up uh, raising canes and in and out. Oh wow. And like, uh, I don't know. Just like wow. I didn't know raising canes was out there. If you've never had it and you like, uh, their chicken. Yeah, if you never, fresh. if you never had it, it's very, very, very overrated. Uh, yeah. Their dipping sauce is amazing, I will say. I like their garlic bread stuff. I don't know. Their chicken tastes pretty fresh to me. So it, it doesn't taste like, you know, chicken nuggets, whatever. We had I, it's, it's, it's different. 38 in Dallas because there was one right by the Cowboy Stadium. I, and I'm like, we waited like in line it. about a half hour for this? Ooh, I wouldn't have waited that long for that, but I Panda do Express like it. right next door. I'm like, what the hell did I do this for? I don't know. I'm a fan of it. Uh, I'm not going to like go out of my way to go there, but I don't have any, I don't have one in town, but I think, I think it was at WrestleMania 39 this year. I was talking to Kyle from apron bump and he was talking about how he had uh, in and out. First thing he said was the fries weren't that good. I'm like, yeah, dude, I wish I would have known you were going there. I would have told you to avoid their damn fries. They're just terrible. Wow. Everybody loves in and out in California. That's like the thing, but like, now their fries suck. Yeah. There's no in and out anywhere near me. I think that's, just out there uh and then i know down in texas at whataburger my friend that passed away he's he always complained about that they uh they took away their whataburger in town and uh then they were moving to chicago and i'm like is it that big of a deal he's like dude everybody goes there i'm like okay literally uh, only heard about it because stone cool steve also mentioned in a promo before wow uh we have five guys burgers and fries out here and it's I personally think it's highly overrated. It's not bad, but it's yeah. We got those here too, and I don't dislike it. But a mutual friend of ours thinks it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not great, but everybody around here like just messes their pants over it. It's won a bunch of awards for like greatest burgers, and I'm like, what? Whatever. But uh, anyway, uh, to continue on with the story, though, uh, they're trying to get some sponsors now. 
Yeah, right. The uh, hey, Kmart, sponsor us. We'll uh, we'll talk about your latest blue light special. Yeah, you know, we want our we want our, our pot to go bankrupt too. Hey, we're retro. They're retro. You know, there you go. And uh, and Sears, bankruptcy is not retro. Well. It's uh, it's happening now, <laughs> dude. But yeah, right. Uh, didn't wasn't it? Uh, Sears bought them out, and then Sears shut down too. <laughs> there is actually a Sears that's still alive to this day, like nearby here, not near nearby, wow. but like about an hour drive away. We were in it like a couple weeks ago. Again, just yeah, for fun. Well, <laughs> they came around here and they shut that shit down. No exceptions. No exceptions. Anyway, the uh, the DVD packs were Royal Rumble 2003 and No Way Out 2003 and Backlash 2003 and Judgment Day 2003. Uh, none of the Chris Benoit matches were omitted from the DVD release. So yeah, you they never the- omitted the matches. They just stopped talking, like promoting them on the packaging. Right. I don't think any DVD ever omitted any of the matches. I, w- I feel like there for a while when they had to show clips that involved him didn't they blur him out or something oh no what they did was they just did like uh cuts to where they didn't show him like when orton went beats him for the title they yeah, showed him like that. getting up off the off of him on the mat and then raising the belt in the air but without showing him hitting the rko stuff like that you remember when randy orton beat no one for the world heavyweight title remember when uh, eddie and kurt angle and undertaker and kane made WrestleMania 20 and nothing else was on that card <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and then Eddie had that great moment at the end where he came out to celebrate his title victory. There was nobody else in the ring. Oh, yeah, he was, he was celebrating with John Cena. You couldn't see the other guy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Stephanie McMahon Levesque gave birth to her second child on Monday. This was one day after Triple H's 39th birthday and four days after the second birthday of their couple's, the couple's first child. Uh, Triple H was given time off of house shows in the past few weeks due to the impending birth. Yeah, so if I have my timelines correct here, this means Stephanie is about to be back, which means that Bruce Pritchard is about to be fired. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, because they're about to to do the whole thing where Orton RKO's or kisses her, right? It's not like right now, but that's coming in the future. Right. Yeah, I forget who all he just RKO'd and who he punted in the head. (laughs) Because there was a... Even though it was never actually a punt, it was more of a field goal, but whatever. Or kickoff. I I guess the punt sounds better, but... Well, and if you're outside of WWE, they call it a penalty kick. You know, for those stupid soccer people. Eh, A real cute sport. Especially the part where they bounce the damn ball off their heads. Wow. You know what I want? Because I have any kind of Latin blood in me, I like soccer. Well, I don't. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, when I watch soccer, I personally think, Who are all these f***ing people? (laughs) And Alex Morgan. Because go USA. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not going to retract my, my soccer uh, uh, criticism because they're, they're about to get to the one point every four years where soccer kind of matters. The women's, the women's World Cup for Team USA. <laughs> yeah. Then after uh, that, people quit pretend, pretending to care. So, <laughs> but so I think they can win this way. country is women's soccer. Sad. But former WWE diva Ashley Massaro posted a blog on her MySpace page this morning. Wow. Yeah, that's dated. For those of you who don't know, that used to be Facebook, or it was. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing, and then Facebook came along. First, I, I can't remember. Wasn't Facebook just like a networking thing for like jobs, basically? Like, uh, like I really don't remember how it started. I mean, I, I don't even Facebook, remember why why I got one, but 
I got one just because that became the thing after a while. Everybody was like, oh, uh, get on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm on MySpace. And they're like, eh, everybody's moving to Facebook. I'm like, all right, whatever. But uh, I remember uh, MySpace. My, looking back at it, MySpace was kind of a mess. But that was the thing everybody was on. I think Facebook was just like almost like what uh, LinkedIn is nowadays. But it grew. And yeah, now nobody uses MySpace. Uh, if you want to see your parents, they, kids, if any kids are listening, if you want to see your parents during their emo phase, look up their MySpace page. <laughs> but anyway. We're against that point now where, yeah, where that's a thing. Parents yeah, are on right. MySpace. Yep. And everybody has, everybody has an, has a regrettable emo phase picture on there. <laughs> Even if they weren't actually emo, they've got the hair. Even the girls, they all had the Not old. me, Justin I always Bieber cut my hair off. Hold it. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, she said that she will be back on television screens in no time. Ah, yeah, yeah, I didn't keep up with Ashley Massaro or her careers. I haven't. Oh, I no didn't know that. <laughs> I kept up with certain things about her, but all the way. Uh, let's see. So she was. Well, let's see. Yeah, she's April. Uh, a week. Let's uh, July 9th. Massaro was released from her WWE contract on July 9th, two thousand eight. So this was at the end of so that July. Was that what she so. meant by I'll be back on TV? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think uh, she ever went to Impact, right? So. No. Well, on, uh, she popped up in Zero One, which is a, a, uh, a Japanese-type promotion, whatever, but it was here in the United States. Like, they tried to model it after Japanese style, I believe. She popped up there for like with Jillian Hall for a minute. That was about it. Oh, there's and a she, duo. Right. And she was on, oh, this was back. She, she was on Survivor China back in 2007. <sighs> okay. But either way, nah, she, she gone. Uh, Twin oh, Cities. Say what? That's horrible wording, but. <laughs> well, she's gone from the company. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, she's passed away, I think, via suicide, uh, which is, uh, uh, effed up. I think it sucks, but yeah, uh, that seemed like so random too. Just out of the blue, bam! Like she had been on TV like, forever. One of the things that she always talked about, she had a kid. I'm like, wow, man. Right. It just well, bringing back memory. I just watched the Dark Side of the Ring, the Graham family. That was just horrible, man. Oh yeah, I gotta catch up with all the Dark Side of the Ring episodes. I might start doing that tomorrow. It's been an amazing uh, season, but yeah, you know, I'm using that term a little loose, but. Right. Uh, TwinCities.com has an article on Brock Lesnar, and he said that he wouldn't rule out a possible return to the ring one day. However, yeah, huh? he, he said that it would take a lot of money to entice him to return. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's Brock Lesnar. I think they backed a rider truck full of money up to his house. I was like, here you go, Brock. Fiswick man walked up to Brock Lesnar and said, Sir, here is a check with my name on it. Write down any number on this piece of paper and I will pay it. <laughs> I think it paid off for him. Uh, Saudi Prince per- said the same thing to him. But- yeah, right. Uh, th- he also said, can we get Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna? <sighs> Getting outside of WWE here, finally, individuals portraying Hulk Hogan, Barry Bonds, former Canadian sprinter Ben Johnson, and actor Sylvester Stallone are all on the cover of the soon-to-be Bigger, Faster, Stronger DVD scheduled for Tuesday, September 30th. 
Uh, the tagline All those reads, guys and Ben Johnson. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tagline reads, is it still cheating if everyone is doing it? Yeah. All Coke was never in competitive sports, so... Right. This was more yes. aesthetically, but, but uh, I digress. Yeah, so, well, neither was Sylvester Stallone. So is that really cheating? I mean, what are you cheating at? Like getting a better body quicker? Uh, looking better, I guess. Yeah. I've never heard of this, by the way. I, I'm I didn't either. A, I'm assuming it was a mockumentary about roids, but the hell ever. So TNA wrestler Matt Morgan and his stupid haircut made his debut on American <laughs> Gladiators on last week's show. He quickly defeated his opponent in the jousting event. Wasn't he Beast, right? Was that the name? Uh, that I don't know. But, yeah, if anybody doesn't know the, the context of the haircut There is an awesome thing, 30 for 30 on the original American Gladiators on ESPN. But if people oh, really? ever watch that show, I recommend watching that episode of 30 for 30. It's awesome. Mike Adam Lee on it? Mention him. I don't know if he's on yeah. it, because it's two parts. I've only seen the first part. Ah, gotcha. Mike Adam Lee, for all GM, by the way. Yeah. You didn't think uh, you were going to say that name, and I wasn't going to say that, right? That was around this time, too, by the way, because it was in the yeah, news. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so for people that don't get the haircut context, on his podcast, Eric Bischoff said that uh, you couldn't take Matt Morgan seriously because, well, you know, he's a giant and he's got that stupid haircut. Like, who could take him seriously with that haircut? It was like, kind of a backhanded compliment, too. If you remember, oh, yeah, he was a pretty great athlete. He's like, man, how do you take him seriously with that haircut? <laughs> <sighs> he had the tan, though, dude. Always. Gotta give him that. Yeah, he's got that Starcade main event in tan, man. But Tomko is officially done with TNA. He is. He was saying goodbye to everyone backstage after last night's Impact taping. He'll be working full-time in Japan. Was this when he left? I don't remember. Probably. I don't remember. I don't, sorry, I'm not a ty, ty, Tyson Tomko aficionado. But. How dare you? Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. He, yep, he left on this time, man. So on September 11th, 2008. Oh, uh, uh, what a date. Uh, yeah, right. He <sighs> appeared as the third of three challengers to Samoa Joe as part of Kevin Nash's challenge. Yeah, I would bury him. He must have had a foot out the door. Yeah, right. Uh, he did return on November 19th, 2009. Uh, but he did leave uh, to go to Hustle, which at the time was a, a fairly... Decent-sized company over in Japan. I don't think they're doing crap now. But is this before or after he got caught in the bathroom stall doing the acid? Uh, way before. Uh, I can't remember exactly when that happened, but uh, Tomko. Real story, folks. I'm right. not trying to be funny. There's a damn thing funny about it, but it's a real story. Well, Tomko debuted in June 2009 in Hustle under a mask and the ring name Arma in the Japanese wrestling promotion Hustle where he formed a villainous tag team called Armageddon with fellow former WWE star Rene Dupree, who served as his partner, Geddon. Yeah, wow. That's clever. Arma and Geddon. And those were the two? Yeah, the best of the best. I don't know what you don't get here. I just... Well, you know what I have to say? (laughs) 
there's that. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. I like how this whole thing went somber real quick. Yeah, right. Like everything was happening was good, and then. Hmm. Yeah. Well, then there's this. Uh, it looks like we've seen the last of Dustin Rhodes as a full time performer on national television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> T, uh, TNA removed the profile of his alter ego, Black Rain, from the roster section of the company's hey, website. Do you know who Black Rain teamed with? Uh, Relic, which, of course, is killer spelled backwards. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, they removed it from the website I, earlier I in the week. I don't know how we get that in this week, but okay. <laughs> uh, and this should confirm his departure from the organization. Black Rain had been off television for three months and counting. Man, they really knew how to use Dustin Rhodes, eh? Yeah, I don't use him as a trainer or anything, no. Yeah, right. Uh, also, in the roster section of the official TNA website, the name on the picture of former WWE star Davari has been changed from his f- former ring name to Abdul Bashir to reflect his new persona in the company. The alternate tag of the image actually reads <sighs> Sheikh Abdul Sh- Bashir, but they couldn't fit the text in the, of the entire name into the small image. Do you remember his uh, theme song and entrance video? Uh, I remember God. The, in, like, the beginning of his theme song was a sound of like a plane crashing. Yeah. Like, that was what? disgusting. Like, why did he agree to that? By the way... I don't know, I mean, I, my first question is why do they even think about doing that? Because Russo, bro... Bro, remember 9-11... You'd think he would be very sensitive to it since he's from New York. You would think. Yeah, well. Dumbass. It it requires somebody to think, Greg. But, yeah. That was effing disgusting. People can go look it up if you uh, want to. We're not making this up because I would not make up something like this. That's disgusting. But Yeah. like What is it with wrestling companies like doing this kind of stuff? Because the guy he was connected to, Muhammad Hassan, in WWE, (laughs) he was like. Uh, I I forgot he was connected to that. Yeah, but the, the the whole story was like made no sense because he was like, people hate me because of my religion and they associate me with these terrible terrorists and whatever. By the way, here are some terrorists. Right. Like, what? You're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot and ruining your own argument, man. Why? I think we have a video up on our YouTube that talks about for some reason wrestling. If you're Middle Eastern, you're evil. Yeah, right. Well, if you're not American, period, you're evil, I guess. <laughs> Uh, this story, I don't have... Yeah, any... here we are with the LWO over in hot as hell, but yeah. Yeah, right. Nowadays, <laughs> not so much. Uh, did you hear about... Did, did you ever see that clip of an uh, uh, in, in NXT? I can't remember what match it was at the beginning of, but Io Shirai did her entrance, and some guy in the crowd is yelling at her. She, like, leans out to listen to him, and he's like, go back to China! And she's like, I'm from Japan, asshole. Yep. Reminded me of that thing with Jericho. Go back to uh, go back to Toronto. I'm Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little um, less offensive because it's like, yeah, it was, I, I know, mean, but... it's dumb, but it's it's from the same country at least. This one, it's like, why would you think she's Chinese? And what the hell? Why would you tell someone to go? Like, what the hell did she do for, to deserve to be told that? I think at the time she was a heel, so they were just like saying crap stuff disgusting. the heel. Yeah, it's effed up. Like, come on. The only time I think that's like 
like uh, you could get away with that as a fan is like if their whole gimmick was anti-America, this place sucks, my country's better. And it's like, all right, well, then go back, back to it. Like that that's exactly what Shawn Michaels was selling Bret Hart during the whole feud. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I mean, yeah okay. America's I guess in hindsight, hat. that does make sense. Right. Go back to America's hat and freeze your ass off. Eh? Oh, no, dude. Toronto was pretty damn hot when I was there. Yeah, I think they get the extremes. Like In the summer, it gets pretty warm. Uh, and in the wintertime, freeze your ass off. Anything north of Minnesota, I'm like, ah, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. Uh, this one, I don't have any other context for this, but it tracks. So Kevin Nash supposedly left last night's impact taping early, scheduled to air on August 7th, after being frustrated with the planned finish of his match on the show. Nash balked at the planned finish in his match and left the building a short while later. Yeah. Like I said, I have no proof. I don't know what the finish was supposed to be, but it's Kevin Nash, so that tracks. And we like Nash. Right. But, I mean, come on. We, you know, he has a history, we'll say. Yeah. All right, so we haven't done this in a while. Are you a ready friend for of mine told me it doesn't work for you, brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so we haven't done this one in a while, but are you ready for your WTF moment of the week? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, this one is I'm ready kind of for a the long sound bite too. I don't have a well. I'll, I'll oh, play the yeah. I'll, I'll play the sound bite probably during the uh, during the story itself. But it's kind of a longer story, so buckle in. But ah, uh, here we go. So this is the actual news report. So <laughs> here we go. The CBS affiliate out of Louisville, Kentucky, has a report on a beatdown incident involving an indie wrestler by the name Mike Levy several weeks back at an IWA uh, Mid-South show in Sellersburg, Indiana. Uh, the IWA Mid-South promotion is now being investigated by the police on the heels of upset fans emailing the online footage to the local authorities as well as the television station. <sighs> uh, keep in mind, for everybody, this is the promotion owned and run by Ian Rotten. Well, I'm looking up uh, Mike Levy right now. And I, was gonna t- I was literally going to tell you, Looks like he was trained by Ian Rodden. Wow. And I okay. use that term loosely. <laughs> yeah. Trained. Uh, that's, that's about on the same level as, oh, you're trained by the Necro Butcher. Like, uh, did he teach you how to fall? Like, but anyway, on June 21st, 2008, Mike Levy, in uh, an independent wrestler from North Carolina, was booked North into an Carolina. I- <laughs> was booked into an IWA Mid-South. Uh, Brandy, that's how you do it. I know he's from there. He never says it when he's talking about him. How dare you? Wow. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but he was booked into an IWA MS female deathmatch tournament, which oh was my God. which was attended by maybe 75 people. I, 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 for one, am shocked. 75 idiots. Okay. Rather, Levy, 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 I don't know, L-E-V-Y, Levy. Oh, I was like, I know that name. Isn't that uh, Raven's name? That's why I was like, what can I Yeah. Oh, Scott. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Scott Levy. Uh, so maybe this is Levy, Mike Levy. I don't know. But rather, Levy is apparently an untrained wrestler who, through some message board postings, made it known that he wanted to participate in the IWA Mid-South <laughs> Deathmatch Tournament. You <laughs> like, say he's an untrained wrestler. We just joked that he trained by Ian Rod. So, yeah, that tracks. He's yeah, untrained. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I love the right. message boards thing in 2008, by the way. 
The false hype by a few wrestling message board posters led IWA Mid-South promoter Ian Rotten to add Levy to the women's tournament as a joke. Levy's opponent in the match was current TNA knockout uh, Mickey Knuckles. Remember her? Uh, Yes. uh, Mickey Knuckles. Moose, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he... Not the the talented Moose, mind you. Right. The current guy in Impact. Right. Uh, But Levy took a horrible beating from her. She worked stiff on him, giving him several brutal shots with weapons through the match. Levy, who was apparently trying to defend himself, also starts throwing legit punches at one point in the match. This greatly angers Knuckles, so she becomes even more violent towards him. During this, Knuckles gives herself a huge lump on her head from headbutting Levy so much. The beating went on for 8 to 10 minutes before Knuckles got the win. As bad as the beating was, it was actually the tame part. Uh, Wow. I think that's the first time in this story we can hit... What the fuck? (laughs) So... First off, if you added him as a joke, why would you let him compete? Secondly, isn't adding someone as a joke to something like this a whole like moron, uh, oxymoronic or redundant statement? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but either way, like there's that part of it, and then like was Knuckles like was she so offended that he wanted to wrestle whatever and wanted to make an example out of him? Like he got added by your boss. So blame him, not this dude. Like, good God, he's just an idiot. But furthering on with this, following the match, two apparent wrestlers dressed in street clothes enter the fray. One's a skinny guy by the name of Devin Moore. The other is a guy by the name of Tank, who looks to be about 400 pounds and is supposedly a wrestler. Named Tank? No. But But the crowd began chanting for Levy's finisher, the curb stomp, which WWE star Paul Burchill d- uses. Uh, it's going to come to fruition for a far better wrestler, don't worry. <laughs> right. Tank then grabs Levy and holds his head over the barbed wire. Holds his head oh over a barbed God. wire ladder. Okay. Uh, oh, God. This, uh, I can see where this is going. I did not read this beforehand, by the way. Devin comes. Wow, yeah, we really aren't professional. I think that shows, too. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Devin comes the top off the top rope with a double stomp and drove Levy's head hard into the ladder. As if that wasn't enough, the 400-pound tank climbs to the second rope and lets his much larger size come crashing down from the second rope, stomping Levy's oh my head God. into the ladder in a sickening fashion. Tank Not had- even AEW, dude. Dude, AEW. <laughs> You can talk about AEW is not a good show, and they occasionally do some. Oh, last night it was an amazing you know, show. As a recording, well, they, they occasionally do some stuff that you can say is a little unprofessional, whatever. But I mean, do you want to? I know you you like to call them the mud show, whatever. It's nothing compared to real mud shows, like not even well, somewhat. Close. I've happened to seen a GCW show just because I was watching for Broski, and yeah, I started like, why are you here, dude? Yeah, AEW is nowhere close to an actual mud show. Like, when you talk about that, like, this... Oh, just the Moxley right matches. Are. Yeah. I'm getting a tweet. Well, <laughs> but Tank had uh, trouble maintaining his balance through this, and he toppled over after stomping uh. Levy's head. Following this, Moore gets on the mic, insulting him. Levy is sitting up, and Moore gives him a stiff kick in the chest, 
He then kicks him several more times and telling him to learn to sell in his expletive-laden tirade. The 400-pounder then gets on the mic and tells him in his sick or er, his thick southern drawl to go back to North Carolina and to never North come Carolina. back and never come back to their parts again. Oh, good God. To add what's, the name, to in- what's the name of this promotion again? IWA Mid-South. Now, this wow, is the one that got... By the way, crap on something called Mid-South, which was once a famous historic territory. Yeah. Uh, oh. This is the company that started in Kentucky and got kicked out of the state, by the way. Uh, but to add insult to injury, even Ian Rotten's young son, who appears to be 12 years old, gets involved in the beatdown. Oh, my God. The child can even be seen asking Daddy if it's all right to hit him. Levy, who Holy is now, <laughs> yep. Uh, Levy, who is now outside of the ring, gives the grounded Levy a few stiff shots with a kendo stick. Got to get in a kendo stick, man. Moore follows this up by hitting Levy with a chair. While Levy is down, the child kicks him in the back of the head. What the. <sighs> Ian Rotten then gets segment. on. Oh, there's more. Oh, but man. Ian, Rotten, Ian Rotten gets on the mic and says, "Quote, and I'm going to bleep out some of this. Unlike you, she has a career. You dipshit. Unlike you, she's going to f- national TV on Monday." End quote. He then kicks him in the head and tells him to quote stay the f- down. End quote. He also adds, "Quote, I told you to stay the f- down. Don't you f- move." You move, and I'll rip your f***ing nuts off and feed them to you. End quote. <laughs> God. Rotten then gives the okay for a, uh, apparently a fan to hit Levy over Rotten the head with a weapon. Term here. Right. Uh, which breaks upon impact. Rotten's spiel is over as he br- uh, brings Mickey Knuckles over, holding his arm over Knuckles. Uh, Rotten says, quote, look at this. Look up at me, you dumb mother... Look at your knot on your on her head. She got it. Uh, she's got to go to national television because you don't know how to f- work with that on your head. You f- no good sea sucker, son of a bitch. End quote. Um, yeah, that's lovely. Uh, it should be noted. Time. Yeah, well, we're we're about to. But it should should be noted that Knuckles likely gave the bump on her head to herself. During one sequence in the match, Knuckles uh, gets incensed and gives Levy a repeated number of vicious headbutts. The beatdown is still not over. Rotten kicks him in the head following his tirade, and then the child throws something at Levy. An apparent wrestler in plaid shorts, it's hard to tell, as some of them look like members of the audience. Go figure. I am Uh, not even kind of shocked at that. Right. Gives Levy sloppy, a sloppy suplex on top of some debris. Rotten gets on the mic again and says, quote, This is a message to anyone or to anybody who wants to f with us. I told everybody yesterday, you f with one of us, you f with all of us. You're a f-ing outsider bitch, and don't you ever forget it. Uh, in internet sensation. End quote. Rotten then mutters, It's over, and finally leaves. What the fuck? <laughs> What was it you were saying? So there ain't a damn thing over about this, but um, no. You know, if they do have any significant brain trauma, though, they can just have someone take the brain out of their head, fix it, and put it back in, right? Uh, yeah, according to Uncle Dave. But in the background, you could hear a fan say, 
this is one of the greatest moments of my entire life. Ah, man, what did your parents do to you? Yeah, I don't know what that says about you, man, but uh, nothing good. (laughs) Good God. Greatest moments of my entire life. How sad and pathetic are you? But this is just We've said this before about somebody we mutually know, but this is worse. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, Why, like... Why would anybody ever want to work for this asshole? Like, Ian Rotten is a straight-up piece of let's garbage. Let's not pretend that this is the reason I hear that we don't like him. It's far worse. No. Oh, for sure. But, like, he's stiffed people on pay. He does something disgusting like this. Oh, hold on. Every... On that, he learned from Paul Heyman, to be fair. Yeah. Just, wow. Like, what a disgusting disgusting piece of shit and everybody involved with it is a disgusting piece of shit I, I fan. sorry yeah I don't, have, I don't have anything like i i'm not gonna hold back and be like oh well whatever like no f them all i can safely say that it's but anyway disgusting. yep so there's your wtf moment of the week yikes there was a lot of detail in it and i wanted to get it all in so so we're going to take our next break. On the other end of this, we're going to get into some actual wrestling. It's uh, Ring of Honor, right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared the room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, hey, 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 it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Slowly, mate. Take it easy. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, we need to clean the cr- taste of crap out of our mouths after that last story. So, this should do it. It's Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor 6. It took place August 2nd, 2008 at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, New York. Uh, the attendance was not published. So, I don't know how many people were there. <laughs> or Actually, <laughs> I was going to say... Or, as uh, Brian Danielson called it, the Hammerstein Ballroom. <laughs> yeah. He figured that would be right up Kevin Steen's alley. Like, he would use that. But, nope. Either way, uh, we start off with a video of Nigel McGuinness telling us that no one can beat him one-on-one. So, Ring of Honor is throwing three men at him at the same time. But, he, he, he did have a point the... there. Wasn't he only the champion for, like, a two years here? Yeah, I think, think so. 
Nigel says he's one of the best and will eliminate them all. And then we go into this first match. The lies detected. Exactly. We got the Briscoes of Gene and Mark Briscoe taking on the Vulture Squad of Jigsaw and Ruckus with Julius Smokes. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. Look, I I know who you're. What you're all thinking? Who? Uh, <laughs> no, that's a better one. <laughs> oh well, I, I've already played it a couple times, but I, I guess it it bears repeating. Who are all these fucking people? <laughs> Obviously, we know the Briscoes. Uh, R- Ruckus and Jigsaw were kind of big indie names back during this time. So I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, if you followed indie wrestling uh, around around this time, you know. But I will say, this goes for six minutes, by the way. I've never seen Jigsaw without his mask. So this was new for me. He didn't look uh, impressive. It's, uh, it's Tobin Bell. Yeah, uh, that guy. But for anybody that doesn't know... Uh, wait, really? Like, well, no. It's uh, Larry from Saul. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotcha. But he wore this mask with, like, jigsaw pieces on it, which is why his name was Jigsaw. And he didn't look impressive before, but the mask was unique. Now he just looks like, you know, fishy white, 100 pounds soaking wet with bricks in his pockets, undefined dude. Looks like he'd be carrying a stack of uh, adult videos up to the checkout <laughs> counter at the at the rental store. Yeah, you could have said porn, but adult videos is funnier. <laughs> I, I know, I just kind of buried the guy, but I mean, seriously. Either way, in the end, the Briscoes hit the springing Doomsday device on Jigsaw for the win. Yeah, you got to pin Jigsaw. Uh, like I said, there are no ratings from Uncle Dave. I give it two and a half. It was average, let's say you. I gave it two. It's becoming increasingly hard to watch Jay Briscoe matches now, by the way. Yeah, I know. It sucks. But man, look at these two in 2008. They look like babies, man. Yeah. Which also goes to prove that he was way too damn young to die. Oh, I know. Friggin' sucks. His kids were like not even growing yet. I think the one that the part that hurts the most is like how it happened. He didn't didn't, like have a drug problem or alcohol problem or something was depressed and not to bring this up again and killed himself or anything. Nope. He was doing something for his little girls. That's the part that hurts the most. Yep. Friggin' sucks, man. But uh, after the match, some sports agent looking guy named Larry Sweeney comes out with the Sweet and Sour Ink, which is Chris Hero, Eddie Edwards, who also looks like a baby here. I'm today's years old when I heard his name, by the way. <laughs> right. And Bobby Dempsey, who just looks like, uh, you know, any guy walking into a donut shop ever. But (laughs) I might note on that. I'm like, by the way, I'm like, if this is WCW and Russo, these guys are all uh, Japanese, right? Sweet and sour ink. That's some BS he would do. Uh, I can see him doing that. I really can. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I will say Bobby Dempsey looks like. In high school, he was voted most likely to wiggle his fingers over a box of donuts and say, don't mind if I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, the originator of actually. Good God. Comic book guy. I, he probably played a lot of uh, World of Warcraft. And uh, well, well, why after, do you say that in the past tense? Well, maybe he plays. I don't know. And after uh, after every comic book movie, he's like, worst 
comic book movie ever. I shall only watch it three more times. Today. Today. <laughs> I'm literally going to say that when I go watch The Flash tomorrow. <laughs> I've, I've dusted that, that one off in a while. So, But anyway, uh, Larry Sweeney you know, is out there. That, that's good off topic, but he said Cosmic Wars, right? Because they couldn't say Star Wars. If they were to make uh, that today, yeah. they could say Star Wars because they are all owned by Disney now. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. But <laughs> uh, 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 anyway, Larry Sweeney says that he's a big Briscoe Brothers fan. Sweeney tries to give them his card, and they completely blow him off and head for the back. The back! Go back! Uh, Chris Hero Did you really think I wasn't going to do it? You got to. Chris Hero says that he was embarrassed the last time he was in New York City. But he crapped his pants. Uh, he sends Bobby Dempsey under the ring, which is weird. I didn't get that one. Uh, and then Hero says that he doesn't care about being entertaining anymore, just about knocking people out. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, that leads us into this. It is Chris Hero with Sweet and Sour Ink in his corner taking on Delirious. It was about eight and a half minutes. Delirious hides to start the match. Does he still rewater? Does he still do anything in rewater to this day? Uh, no, he has been in uh, Major League Wrestling since 2022. Oh, so, so I, I assume he's booking for them. But either way, he hides to start the match and then dives off on top of everyone outside of the ring. Yeah, uh, this is like an AEW match starting out. But in the end, Delirious misses Shadows Over Hell. Hero hits a rolling elbow to the face and wins. I gave it dose. What say you? I gave it two. It was okay. Nothing too offensive here. It was okay, but Mike, why is this on pay-per-view? Yeah, right. Just to get Hero a match, I guess. I don't know. But after the match... It seems like a WWE or AEW thing. Not really a one. I think they usually have all their matches built up. Yeah, right. Speaking of, uh, you know, everybody looking like babies here and like, man, Chris Hero... Like this was like like two lifetimes ago, man. But yeah, before you looked like your um, what, what do you call it, the uh, middle aged father? Yeah, before he looked like uh, he was trying really hard to be Mick Foley with good hair. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, after the match, Sweet and Sour Inc. celebrating the ring as Larry Sweeney hypes Hero up. Roderick Strong then comes out for the next match. This is. Eddie Edwards now with Sweet and Sour Ink in his corner, taking on Roderick Strong. This goes 9 minutes, 42 seconds. So behind the referee's back, Hero runs in, hit a knockout elbow on Strong. Edwards nails a lion salt and gets the win. I gave this deuce and a half. What say you? I gave it two. Again, it was okay. Again, I'm like, why is this not on just regular TV? Right. God dang it, pal. We need filler. I know it sounds like kind of a lazy review, but considering what we're about to see, I'm like, yeah, why was this on here? Because it did not fit. <laughs> right. Like, uh, just to get more eyeballs on these guys, that's the only thing I can think of. I see that I see that logic, but I'm like, if you're going to get eyeballs on these guys and this is what's bringing the eyeballs, it's going to make yeah. me not want to see them, but that's just me. <laughs> Ring of Honor always did this stuff like back in the day. Like, they would throw in some who-gives-a-crap matches, so... But now, Larry Sweeney congratulates his men on their victories and then sends them to the back. To the back! For introducing Scrap Iron Adam Pierce, the Scrap Daddy. (laughs) 
Pierce comes and out. And that with... is official. Good Lord. Uh, Pierce comes out with uh, an entourage and cuts a promo about the history of the NWA title and how great he is. Cool. Uh, Brent Albright now comes out and chases him out of the ring before saying that he doesn't want to wait until later. He wants his match right now. Adam Pierce consults with Larry Sweeney before begrudgingly getting in the ring for the match. So he's even making matches official back here. How about that? Yeah. So we call is, ahead of your time. Right. Uh, this one is Adam Pierce with Larry Sweeney, Lana Del Rey, and Shane Hagedorn defending the NWA. Shane World. Hagedorn. That's a name I hadn't said in forever. <laughs> yeah, right. I forgot he existed. <laughs> but defending the NWA World's Heavyweight title, the 10 pounds of gold, the globe. It was at the domed globe against Brent Which Albright. Now held by the great tires. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, this, by the way, I think this was kind of more of like a silver plate. And then the belt was like red. So it was a little different. But uh, this match goes 19 minutes, 42 seconds. I was on Albright's side right from the jump because he entered to I don't want to stop by Ozzy Osbourne. Like, if you want to just use that as a pay-per-view theme, too. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, because I think as soon as it dropped, everybody was like, damn it, jump on it. New Aussie. And with uh, with Vince McMahon and his musical taste, you know, I'm sure he was all over it. But Brent gets busted open during the match. Pierce gets busted open after that with a slingshot into the ring post. Sweeney tries to hit Albright with a chair, but Strong runs in and hits a sick kick onto the chair uh, into Sweeney. In the end, Albright locks in a Fujiwara armbar for the submission victory. Armbar! That is move 862 and 953 on the 1,002 holds. <laughs> and four. Yeah, right. Uh, I gave this match three and a half stars. Really damn good. What say you? I gave it three. Admittedly, I haven't really followed any of Pierce's matches, but man, this guy could wrestle. Yep. Uh, I hadn't followed either one of these guys. I had heard Brent Albright was really good. I had never seen his stuff ever since he left WWE. So... Uh, I yeah because was, I mean when he was there they just kind of used him as like it, what felt like Benoit's pet project right um, well that's um, why he was fired supposedly or allegedly because he they they told him oh we want you to wrestle like Benoit and then they're like no damn it you're too much that's like really unfair I mean, who can yeah. <laughs> well no well first it was uh, we want you to wrestle like Benoit and he said okay so he studied Benoit and then they're like no you're too much like Benoit now dial it back. And then they uh, say, I, I don't think anybody wants to ever be accused of being too much like him, but I digress. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's why they finally let him go. Cause they said, well, you're like a Benoit clone. We don't want you anymore. After they told him to be more like Benoit. Dumb. I think you're I doing say Bruce Pritchard. Damn it. Now you're fired. Yeah. Right. I think Bruce <laughs> Pritchard actually backed that up. He's like, well, we wanted him to be like Benoit, but not exactly like Benoit. Like, good Lord. Like, what's the point then? Because then it's like, you ever see the memes where it's like, oh, I want, I want Chris Benoit. And your mom's like, oh, we got Chris Benoit at home. And then you give him Gunner Scott. Wish Chris see- Benoit. Yeah, yeah, that's the other one. Uh, Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit off a of wish. <sighs> but anyway, backstage, the Briscoes are drinking beer and slapping each other. It's weird. Saying that's that just, uh, that's just a Friday night for them. Yeah, right. Brett Titus walks up now to show them a video on his cell phone. They ask 
is that who I think it is? He says, yes. And they ask, what the hell is that? Or they say, what the hell is that? And Rhett walks away. This was weird. By the way, this is addicted to love, Rhett Titus. I I did not know that was his nickname. until Rose and all. Uh, a mutual friend of ours messaged me and he said, addicted to love, Rhett Titus was awesome. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know. And do you and, know who uh, we teamed with? Uh, the Dick Dancer. As uh, Conrad would call him. I think uh, Kenny King is liked by exactly maybe one person in all of wrestling. <laughs> and that might be Rhett Titus. Kenny King, the but, guy famous for losing tough enough, by the way. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite loser on tough enough, besides the boogeyman, was uh, Matt Cross or M-Dog 20. Because they I'm said... I'm going to go with ah. the Miz. Well, I, I like when he lost because he's like... Like, uh, anybody who'd followed him in the indies knew that he was pretty good. And he's like, oh, I was holding back. I, I didn't know we were going full bore just yet. Like, okay. <laughs> What were you waiting on? An engraved invitation? Full bore. What does that mean? Uh, full force, all the way, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I get it. Like whole hog. No, I yeah. get Okay. Okay. Yeah, like 100%. He was like, I was, well, I was really, holding- really blanking on that. I wasn't trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he was like, well, I wasn't going 100%. I didn't, I, I was kind of holding back. I didn't know we were going all the way yet. It's like, yeah, man, if you can impress, then impress. That's a poor attitude. But, yeah, right. I'm going to wait till later in the competition to show off. Okay. But someone carrying a camera bursts into Claudio Castagnoli's locker room. Claudio goes off on the guy for bursting into his locker room and says he needs to focus on the title. One of his six languages, by the way. (laughs) Right. He says that uh, he needs to focus because tonight may be his last chance at the Ring of Honor world title. Fast uh, forward 15 years. Yeah, right. But you are now the champion. How about that? Uh, you also, will not uh, win tonight. Just holding a title, and he's like the third guy in the group. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he's the most talented, but whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Doesn't uh, Wheeler Yuta get more TV time than he does? Pretty much. That's sad. I mean, I don't think and Wheeler, Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta gets more time than him and uh, Danielson. He was in the damn match last night while Danielson was on commentary. Just keep that in mind. That really ticked me off. Wow. You have, like, arguably the best wrestler on the planet, and you have him on commentary, and Useless is in the match? (sighs) Whatever. Up next, speaking of Useless, it is Jimmy Jacobs versus the Necro Butcher versus Austin Aries. Just for my... Okay, well, now you threw that. I'm like, which which one of these two are the Useless one? I'm just curious. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but it is a three-way dance that goes 11 minutes, 47 seconds. Okay, so, um, let me throw this in there real quick. One of these things is not like the others. <laughs> yeah, guess who? <laughs> uh, Jacobs and the Necro Butcher were tag champs together, I guess? Or a tag team? I don't know. It's not like they said they were tag champions. Uh, I didn't catch they, that. I didn't really watch Ring of Honor like, for content back then, but... Yeah. Were they both in the embassy? Is this or uh, the the age, age of the, of the fall, fall? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they since they were both together, they double team Aries in this match. That's until Jacobs pulls Butcher off a cover, grabs a mic, and tells the Butcher that he's only there to help Jacobs. 
Jacob starts hitting and shoving Butcher until Ares runs up behind the Butcher and hits him with a chair. Jacobs then grabs a chair, and Butcher now thinks that Jacobs somehow magically materializes that chair and hit him with it. <laughs> God, he sucks so bad. <laughs> you don't you know, say. The always, everyone's always talking about who's the best in the world. You know, let's flip the argument. Who's the worst in the world? Would it be him? Uh, yeah, he's worse than New <sighs> Jack, and that's saying something. But he goes off on Jimmy finally. After the Butcher blasts Jimmy in the head with a chair, he leaves. This allows Ares to hit a flying dropkick in the corner, a brain buster, and a 450 splash to win. I gave this a whole star and a half. What say you? I bumped it up. I gave it two stars. I thought it was fairly enjoyable, considering uh, Austin Aries and even Jimmy Jacobs that were carrying a load with them. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was weird to see Austin Aries with long hair, by the way. Yeah, right. This, I will say, worst match of the night. Like, you with me on that one? Yeah, probably. Even though I already gave a match one star, this is far worse. And even though I gave it two, it just makes no sense, I know, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just... Eh. But now, I forgot this chick even existed. Daisy Hayes is cutting a promo backstage, saying that she's training harder than ever. The Motor City Machine Guns come in now and give her a big hug. They hilariously, over-the-top, hit on her, and ask if she'd like to be the meat in a Motor City sandwich. Good. Showing uh, what kind of stuff they're into. If there's anything wrong with it, whatever. It's your business, but... I guess I gotta queue it up again. What the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> this reminds current, me of... As we record, Impact Champion, Alex Shelley. And current uh, Impact X Division Champion, Chris Saban. I keep forgetting that, honestly. Yeah. The... This just reminds me of the tag titles now, just so the whole wall. That would be awesome. Right. This just reminds me of uh, an episode of New Girl where they go to uh, they're going to weddings together, and the one guy like they find these this uh, these chicks that only want to do like a three way, and the one guy's into it, and the other guy's like, "I'm not doing a three way with you." And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, come on, you don't you won't even know." <laughs> do you remember I'm there. that scene on Marilyn Kumar? <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, he's like, come on. He's like, uh, it's like flip you for friend back. No, no, no. I don't want our balls rubbing together. No, thank you. <laughs> God. <laughs> there was a, well, when they, uh, they went, they were like, they were thinking about it and they go to their other friend. They're like, uh, what if you like two best friends, you know, want to have a three way with a chick? Like, you know, what, uh, what do you think about that? And he's like, well, you know, I mean, I, it could be okay. And then he, he's like, uh, you know, it's like, take this, the salt and pepper shaker. It's like, Oh, Crap, it looks like I, I I knocked him over. Oh, all the salt's getting into the pepper, and the, the pepper's getting into the salt. Just, oh, man, this is a mess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> one guy, and the one guy just gets up and walks off. He's like, nope. Uh, uh, did, you ever see, did you ever see the Beavis and Butthead movie? Uh, no, that one I have not. <laughs> he's like, the, she, she says something, and they take it as that. But it's like, oh, he's like, but it said, no way. And Beavis like, I don't know, but maybe he just close our eyes and pretend, and he smacks something. He goes, ah! Close your eyes, pretend. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but anyway, uh, um, my other favorite thing was he was we're talking still doing about wrestling the, podcast, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> still, like when Alex Shelley like asks her at one point if uh, you know come back to his mom's basement with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, uh, "Your mom's basement?" He's like, "Oh yeah, she won't mind." <laughs> but you well, know, this is what Trim Brett says to people. Oh God. But uh, Daisy gets out of the locker room as quickly as possible. And Shelly says that 
Daisy would never be the meat in a Steen and Generico sandwich. Uh, wow. Saban says that. Yeah, because she's not Generico, Wow. Uh, Saban says that Steen and Generico clearly have the better looks, bodies, and gear than them, but they've never beaten the Briscoes. They're such smart asses. I love them. Uh, besides, you know, Tom Brady playing for Michigan, they, these are probably my, my favorite things to come out of Michigan. Actually, I take that back. I, I am a fan of Eric Bischoff and Kevin Nash, and I do like the Steiners. And I like more crap from Michigan than I thought originally. Like I, I say, go blue. F that. But I got to reevaluate my life a little bit here. What the hell is going on, man? Are we now to make that to, jump? Uh, uh, yeah, th- I, I would rather jump to my death. But we now go to Brian Danielson, who says that he'd prefer a one-on-one match for tonight's main event. I chuckled when he said that the Ring of Honor title was the most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling. <laughs> it's not the in most protected title, though. So yeah. I don't know what the hell that means, but uh, at the time there had never been a two-time champion ever. That was a thing that that went on for quite a while. Actually, I can't remember who was the one that finally broke that seal. Austin Aries, uh, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. He was the only two-time Ring of Honor champion in history. And Jay Briscoe. That is correct. But he ends up yelling at the camera, saying tonight will be unpredictable. Uh, speaking of unpredictable, keep that same energy here because. Delirious comes to the ring in a shirt and tie to ramble for a bit. Because his gimmick is that he's like nuts, you see. <laughs> but Daisy Hayes now comes out and Delirious rambles some more. Now, all the way live. Yeah, right. Now, Rhett Titus comes out, speaking of all the way live, dancing and carrying a boombox. <sighs> a boombox, you see, is a portable stereotype thing with speakers in it. For all you kids out there. And if you want to uh, play your any music you want, you had to use this thing called a CD. Yeah, or a cassette tape. And occasionally, if you went in the wrong area of town, you'd see guys carrying them on their shoulders, blasting music really loudly. People still do that around here, like on bikes. Really? Yeah. I'd laugh my ass off. Wow, I haven't seen oh, that I do. in years. <laughs> I remember when Brock did that with the, the Money in the Bank case. Yes, I do. The Brock party. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Even put the hood up. But Rhett Titus says that Daisy is used goods before ripping his pants off. Hell yeah. To reveal Daisy. I'm all the way in on this one. (laughs) He reveals Daisy's face airbrushed on the ass of his trunks. I'm like, where did he get that idea? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that, uh, that sets up for this or not, but. So we remind everybody that the big star is on the other channel. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah, close enough. We got to get it in at least once. But Delirious beats him up and sends him packing before asking Davey, uh, Daisy to go out with him. Daisy says that uh, they should just be friends, to which every every man in the crowd went, oh, <laughs> this poor girl, man. She got like uh, harassed so much, man. Yeah, right. She just got asked to be the meat in a sandwich from Detroit, which nobody wants that. And then even even though I say go blue, I don't want that. Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody wants anything from Detroit. All right, nothing. But yeah, it's all uh, Ann Arbor. Tell them. Uh, no, f that too. You might walk out of uh, where whatever place you're in and find your car jacked up on uh, cinder blocks. Anyway, uh, 
Delirious looks shocked by this, by the way. Crowd is not happy about tell? any of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm confused. What the hell does any of this mean? Or who are all these fucking people? <laughs> I don't know. That's still plays because I don't know who uh, this Daisy girl is at all. I don't think I've ever seen her before. Uh, uh, she was. She had like a couple of matches in Impact or TNA, whatever the f. But that was about it. She never stuck around. Oh, definitely had some TNA. But... Good lord. Yeah, just it's all of this, and it's like I'm pissed now. <laughs> but what is uh? What's her name again? How do you say it? Daisy? What? Daisy Hayes is D A I Z E E. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to see when she was in Impact because I feel like I remember. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head to be honest with you. Was in Shikara as well. Go figure. Shimmer. Yeah. One. Yeah. Oh, okay. she only was on Explosion. That's why I never seen her. Okay. Ah. Uh, okay. I had thought they had done something with her like uh oh, what the hell was that she, she uh, listen, listen to this dude she teamed with matt seidel against julio zanero julio zanero and alexis Lurie. wow that's a flash or blast from the past <laughs> i could have swore she was part of uh that gut check at one point but i guess i'm wrong but up next this is uncle dave's hands down favorite match of the night it is Naomichi Marafuji taking on Go Shiozaki in 23 minutes. In the end, Marafuji... Uh, I think you played that um, cornet clip too quick. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, just for you, cause, because uh, you don't watch, but... <laughs> Who are all these fucking people? <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of know these people. I definitely knew, know Marafuji. I want to say he teamed with Kenta in Japan. And they had a big feud for a while after they broke up. But uh, and and he popped up in Ring of Honor quite a bit around on this time period. So I knew I don't so much know Go. So it's a hell of a first name, by the way. So Go. he's got low standards. We established. Okay. Wow. Uh, but in the end, Marafuji drops Shiozaki with a Fisherman Buster for the pinfall win. I gave this three and a half stars. I actually really like this match. What say you? I was into it. I gave it three. You know, I had no idea who they were, but I didn't like that affect anything yeah it was good stuff uh go shiozaki though looked like good shit wow <laughs> go shiozaki straight up looked like uh, a young lion i'm like really you just uh i guess that's kind of up there with like minobu nakanishi i believe was another one he just wore just a plain black trunks and black boots his whole career that seems like, to be a running theme with a lot of guys in japan yeah, well, the the thing is, when you're a, a when you're a young lion and still training, whatever, they don't let you get custom gear. You have to wear plain black trunks and boots. So you're like earning. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you're not even allowed to have knee pads, which that one I don't agree with. You have to earn the pads too, and it's like, uh, I have some kind of effed up knees. A lot of wrestlers have some effed up knees, so it's like if I drop on my knees too much, it's like I'm gonna start to feel that by the end of the the day. Uh, so well, prepare for Detroit then. Oh f yeah! Uh, <laughs> you set me up for that, you ass. <laughs> I already bought some knee pads, so it's all good. <laughs> Just your size, boy. But we now get a promo with Tyler Black. Uh, yeah, that loser. I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about at first. I'm going to be honest with you. 
Finally, he says the last time he had a world title shot was in Philadelphia and he lost. But tonight, he's going to become the youngest Ring of Honor world champion ever and burn it to the ground. Burn it down! Foreshadowing! Well, he he also says something about being a revolutionary and something like that. So there's all that, too. And a vision. Oh, yeah. So you mean to tell me, Greg, that do you think you could say that he's about ready to burn it down? I get it. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's setting up. Anyway, uh, this next match is actually my match of the night. Can't go wrong with any of these freaking guys here. Uh, whether it's in 2008 or 2023, they're still going at a very high level. It is the Motor City Machine Gun. Alex Shelley and Chris Saban taking on El Generico and Kevin Steen or Steen Erico for some. And as we speak, by the way, I just realized they all hold gold, right? Or silver, a couple more silver, but whatever. Uh, Yeah, right. It's nuts, man. This goes just shy of twenty minutes. So I they they didn't say, but I is this for a number one contender shot? I just assumed. Yeah, I don't. They don't really say. Like, so is this just a cold match? I mean, it's still a good match, but why? Why are the guns here in 08? But either way. I don't even remember them leaving Impact, honestly. So I'm that, that's what I was tripping on. Yeah, they must have been going back and forth. But I, I didn't think there was a, uh, like a relationship between them at this time. I thought they kind of cut that off. Maybe not. Who knows? I, I feel like it's always different. Like, um, with Impact. Figure out what the F they want. Impact and AEW, they did something like, you know. As of last year, maybe it was the year before, but they just went away. But I don't know if they ever made it officially went away. But I know they they had said something after a while they that they officially cut off relations with them. So, um, but I don't know if it started back. Why up. was it getting too interesting? <laughs> uh, no idea there. But I'm not going to go so far as to call it great, but it was getting interesting, right? But there's a ton of innovative offense in this match. In the end. Generico hits the brain basta on Alex Shelley. Steen locks Saban in the sharpshooter, and Saban taps out. I said it that way because they're Canadian. I gave this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's the Canadians and the South of Canadians. But I gave this four stars. What say you? I, too, gave it four. It was great. And I would agree on match three, too, by the way. Yeah. Good crap, pal. Uh, I enjoyed it. Alex Shelley was but, in top form. I thought he looked the best of anybody. Yeah. That's not a knock on anybody else, but I just think he, he stood out to me in this match. All of them were great here for sure. And you could see like, we'll get to it here in a minute, but the backstage promo that we're about to get from Steen, you could tell they're working up to their, uh, their first big split, but backstage. Was this the first? Yeah, I, I I think they've just been buds up until now. But backstage, Jay Mark sees it on WWE TV. Oh, eventually he's gonna turn on you. you know? <laughs> of course, it's been going on since like I think '09, maybe. I can't remember the the first time he he turned on on uh, Generico, but yeah. And man, he blasted that mf'er with a chair. Like I felt it. But backstage, Jay and Mark Briscoe are slapping each other again and still drinking. Daisy Hayes walks up and says that she's got their backs and she's always there for them. Briscoes look kind of uncomfortable and say that they're out of beer, walking off and leaving her. 
So now I'm wondering, like, where the hell is any of this leading? Nowhere. Yeah, kind of weird. But now Kevin Steen is backstage with El Generico approaching him, and they celebrate. Steen says that what's even better than their victory tonight is coming close to winning the ROH world title and the tag titles and falling short. He says that he's fallen short too many times to, uh, to winning the ROH gold. He says that after their victory tonight, though, uh, he knows that they're the best tag team in the world. He says that he needs El Generico to be a killer now so that he can bust skulls and they can become the tag team champions. And that brings us neatly along to our second to last break and the main event right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Main event time, y'all. It is a four-way elimination match for the ROH World's Heavyweight title. You know, the pr- most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This goes 30 minutes, 45 seconds. It is Nigel McGuinness defending against Brian Danielson, Tyler Black, and Claudio Castagnoli. So Claudio comes out to some weird music that starts off with the guitar solo from We Will Rock You by Queen and then turns it into Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Like, okay. Yeah, not his Ice Cream Man song on Impact or uh, AEW. <laughs> his Ice Cream Man song? What the F? The song he comes out to is the exact song the Ice Cream Man used to play on the on the van when he came by when I was a kid. Wow. Uh, I can't hear it now without being traumatized. I don't <laughs> want to get into it. Uh, anyway, uh, Castagnoli hits Swiss Death on Danielson, but it doesn't kill him because he goes for the cover. Danielson rolls him up with a small package and eliminates him. Mr. Small Package. I don't know if you want to be calling yourself that, but sure. 
<laughs> they shake hands. There's a wife that looks like that. Yeah, right. Apparently, she doesn't care. Uh, oh, good for but, him. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. There's hope for us all. <laughs> they shake hands. Then Claudio hits a pump kick on Danielson. Then a Ricola bomb. Ricola bomb. And then the security has to run in and pull Castagnoli off. But Nigel gets in, picks Danielson up now, and hits a short lariat. And then pins Daniels, er, Brian Danielson to eliminate him. Naomichi Marafuji comes on to the stage now to watch the finish of this match. In the end, after a lot of back and forth, Nigel nails a lariat. Like a hilariot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> on, on Tyler Black, coming off the ropes, and pins him to win. This one, I too gave four stars. It was my second favorite match of the night. What say you? I gave it four. Uh, all four of these guys are effing excellent. Also, I don't know so, if it was just me, but I did not know this was elimination going in. Oh, yeah. It, I forgot. So when it happened, I was like, well, that's not the end of the match. What the hell happened? Because like, was oh, like, that, was, I was like, that was quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know that Nigel's winning here. So I just don't remember how. But yeah. That was, was the beauty for me. I forgot who won this. Yeah. Unfortunately, I looked at the results. I was trying to gather notes and I was looking at the shows. And I was like, ah, crap. But I try not to because usually I forget how these shows go. Uh, and this one I'd never seen before. But fans litter the ring now with garbage as Nigel Guinness grabs the microphone and says that there's no one else. He's beaten everyone and he will be the Ring of Honor champion forever. <laughs> not quite, but. He did hold it for a long ass time. Now that's Naomichi, usually the cue for somebody to come out. By the way, I know, but all we get is Naomichi Marufuji on the stage pointing at himself as Nigel completely blows him off and celebrates. You're not important to remember. Yeah, right. I like how he like he like turns his ass to the crowd, straps the belt on him, and people are throwing shit at him. <laughs> Like, ah, oh, man. By the way, don't throw stuff at the wrestlers, people. Unless don't do streamers. It. Streamers are yeah. okay. Yeah, the streamers are fine. My favorite are the ones where they just chuck the whole damn thing and it doesn't unravel. <laughs> <laughs> One of our mutual friends, his kid, did that on APW show and had to do the front row. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man, it was uh, great. I can't remember what show we were watching. I think you and I were both watching it, and they threw freaking toilet paper like that. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, we need CW show. <laughs> uh, that would have made sense. I know uh, I'm reaching with that guess, but uh, don't waste toilet paper like that, especially uh, you know, not after uh, the lockdowns. Well, you know, toilet paper in the ECW arena, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that is the end of the show. Nigel McGinnis was seriously like probably my favorite Ring of Honor World Champion, just because he had some. Banger matches with everybody, uh, be it all four of these guys here, uh, Takeshi Marishima. Yeah, I mean there there was a quite a few others. I think actually lost Jerry Lynn was great. Oh yeah, oh Jerry Lynn was the guy that beat him. I forgot I about so, that. Yeah. Wow. Well, that takes us to our final break. On the other end of this, it's final ratings time, and we're telling you what's coming up on the podcast. 
follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on twitter at main event underscore marks and on instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector what's up everybody i am the hardest part of the ring the host of the apron bump podcast Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time here. Cagematch.net gave this 9.37 out of 10. Damn. Uh, I didn't like it that much. I, I did like it, though. I gave it an 8 out of 10. What say you? B plus. Yeah, I'd say B plus. It's a really damn good show. Uh, I enjoy some retro Ring of Honor sometimes because uh, you and I had this a couple times. It's like, wow, I forgot this guy existed. Or who the heck? So that a couple times in the show. Yeah. It's like, I forgot they existed or I forgot they did this kind of stuff. Or, uh, you know, there were a few times we did the uh, who are these effing people, you know. So there you go. But that does it for that show, man. We've got uh, one more uh, SummerSlam coming up before our next Ring of Honor show. We do have another death. We do have another death before Dishonor coming up. Uh, next time is going to be fifteen. So it was a six, nine years past this. But next week it is SummerSlam two thousand. Been over two decades since the show, man, and it still holds up. I remember it. By the way, I remember uh, all of Detroit it. Detroit was fun, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I forgot this. Uh, posted after we got back from from detroit so if anybody wants to know we recorded this way beforehand so if anybody wants to know what happened go check out our youtube and our socials you'll find stuff on there that's why you always follow us on twitter and instagram at main event underscore marks follow greg at main event collector on the the instagram the gram of insta the gram yeah and then uh on youtube you just look up main event marks there you go yeah, SummerSlam 2000 next week. And then, like I said, the week after that is double main event week. We're starting off with Ring of Honor at Death Before Dishonor 15. It's Cody defending the Ring of Honor title against uh, Minoru Suzuki. So you got a little bit I'm of gonna a get, I'm going to get a little uh, counter on there for the chops. Oh, hell yeah, man. You, you gots to. You got the New Japan workers on the show. Oh, yeah, big meaty men slapping meat. But our bonus show that week is NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, place in 2018. So that'll be a a week, at, or I'm sorry, a year after that Death Before Dishonor show. Because that was in 2017, TakeOver Brooklyn 4, 2018. 
So we'll see how uh, the wrestling world has changed in a year. We're wrapping up the month on August 30th with WWE SummerSlam 2014. So jumping back in time a little, little bit for that one. SummerSlam 2014 isn't like a super talked about one, except for that last match, obviously. So there's another match on there that's pretty brutal, but yeah, depends on what you mean when you say talked about. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back and check that out. Uh, by the way, the bonus show, that NXT TakeOver, that's the first NXT show we have ever reviewed on this podcast. So go check that out uh, in a couple of weeks. But yeah, man, uh, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for making a good one, finally. Yeah, hey, it's. I think I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think they're all going to be good ones this month. But I, uh, I can almost guarantee that. Yeah, there you go. Well, I haven't watched oh. the Monitor, but... Yeah, I can guarantee the rest of it. Looking at the card, it, it looks like it, it'll it at least be uh, north of good, I'll say. But we'll see. Either way, that does it for us. We'll see you all next week with our second SummerSlam of the month. It's SummerSlam 2000. SummerSlam 2000.